This program is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It contains mature adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Forbidden Fruit, the Forbidden History Podcast Extra. In our last episode, we explored the truth behind the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and whether or not the story we've all come to think is really true. In this episode, we're going to do a deep dive on the trajectory of Christianity within the Roman Empire. From its creation at the hands of Roman oppression, to being strongly ridiculed throughout the Roman Empire, to becoming its main religion in only a few centuries. What happened within that time that changed the tide so much? Could it all be because of one Roman emperor? This is Make and Break, Christianity and the Roman Empire. Since the very beginning, ancient Rome is a deeply religious society, with religion and politics often going hand in hand. Established in 753 BCE by Romulus and Remus, Rome has always been a pagan kingdom, republic, and eventually extensive empire. The Romans of ancient times worship a collection of pagan gods, where entire temples dedicated to them can be found in any Roman town. At these temples, sacrifice, rituals, and festivals for these gods take place. Eventually, deified emperors even have these temples dedicated to them. One very well-known emperor of the time is Julius Caesar, who was the dictator of the Roman Empire for less than a year before being assassinated by political rivals in 44 BCE. Julius is the Pontifex Maximus, the highest priest of the pagan religion. In the height of his powers, he reaches godlike status and is worshipped as such after his death. As Rome continues to grow, it encounters various new religions, many of which are tolerated, and some of which are even incorporated into Roman life. Some, however, are singled out, such as the cult of Bacchus, the Celtic Druids, and the Jews, all due to their un-Roman nature. Jesus Christ is born during the reign of the first official Roman emperor, Augustus, and is crucified under the reign of the second emperor, Tiberius. In many ways, Christianity is born in the Roman Empire. Jesus is executed in Jerusalem by the orders of the Roman governor of Judea, Pontius Pilate, in a city within a Roman province by Roman authorities. By executing Jesus, the Romans spawn a brand new religion that would eventually spread across Rome and ultimately the world. But why did the Romans order Jesus' crucifixion? To start, Jesus' growing popularity and influence among the people was seen as a threat to Roman authority. Any threat to their control and peace was taken very seriously. His teachings and claims of being the Messiah drew attention from both Jewish religious leaders and Roman authorities. 
His clash with Jewish leaders was due to their concerns about his claims of divinity and being the Son of God. However, the combination of Jesus preaching a kingdom that was not Rome's and his frightening ability to gather a crowd is most likely what got him killed. And with crucifixion being a Roman punishment, specifically one used by the Romans for agitators and banditry, it's a clear sign that Rome likely interpreted Jesus as a political rebel. After his death, Jesus' disciples, known as the Apostles, set off to spread the word of his teachings. This would eventually spiral into a religion of its own, Christianity. One Apostle, Paul, plays a significant role in the spread of this new faith, undertaking several missionary journeys, traveling extensively through the Mediterranean regions, including places within the Roman Empire. For followers of traditional Roman religions, Christianity is seen as an odd entity, not quite Roman, but also not quite barbarian either. They criticize the Christians for their judgment of Roman society and refusal to participate in Roman rituals, festivals, and the imperial cult, the latter being the worshiping of emperors. One of the earliest depictions of Jesus being crucified is the Alexamenos Graffito, scrawled onto the edge of the Palatine Hill in approximately 200 CE. It depicts a victim of crucifixion with the head of a donkey, and a young worshiper can be seen at the bottom with the inscription, Alex worships his God. This display of mockery shows how the Christian religion was ridiculed by many Romans. Many early persecutions of Christians were thought to be carried out on a whim, at the hands of provincial governors or occasional mob violence. The first and most famous persecution of Christians in the Roman Empire is at the helm of Emperor Nero. The Great Fire of Rome in 64 CE is even rumored to be caused by the emperor himself, but Nero deflects the blame, choosing a convenient scapegoat, which results in the arrest and execution of many Christians. While many persecutions were intended to suppress Christianity, they also had unintended consequences. The courage of persecuted Christians inspired others, and their martyrdom served as a powerful testimony to the faith. This attracted individuals who were curious about this new movement. While the empire is often remembered for its glory and affluence, there is also intense poverty and extreme levels of inequality. This is caused by the strict hierarchical system set by previous emperors. Christianity is very appealing to members of the lower classes of the Roman Empire, as the religion not only establishes a community that's equal, regardless of social class or gender, but it also promises liberation from afflictions of the world through the ascension to heaven after death. A major turning point in the spread of Christianity through the Roman Empire is the ruling of Constantine the Great. During the early years of Constantine's reign, the Roman Empire is still plagued by religious divisions, with various sects vying for dominance. 
Constantine is a skilled military leader and seeks to unite his empire and bring stability. He emerges victorious against rival Roman Emperor Maxentius during the Battle of Milvian Bridge in 312 CE. According to his biographer, on the battlefield, Constantine experiences what he believes to be divine intervention in the form of an image of the Holy Cross in the sky. It's accompanied by the words, in hoc signo vinces, which translates to, in this sign, you will conquer. Constantine interprets this vision as a sign from Jesus Christ and in turn embraces Christianity, vowing to promote and protect the faith. This pivotal event leads to a series of significant developments. Constantine issues the Edict of Milan in 313 CE, granting religious tolerance to Christians and effectively ending the persecution they had faced for centuries. The edict allows Christianity to flourish openly and gain legitimacy within the Roman Empire. But what motivated Constantine to convert to Christianity? While the vision at the Battle of Milvian Bridge plays a crucial role, there are likely other factors to Constantine's conversion. It's possible he's also influenced by political and strategic considerations. Embracing Christianity offers Constantine a unifying force for his diverse empire. By embracing a single religion, he can bring together his subjects under one common faith fostering a sense of loyalty and stability. It's also likely that Constantine recognizes the growing influence and strength of the Christian community, for it has become popular in many regions among various social classes. This means Constantine can align himself with the religious movement and tap into their support and influence. Constantine's conversion may have also simply been a personal journey. Like many Roman emperors before him, Constantine was searching for a faith that would grant him personal salvation and divine favor. Christianity, with its emphasis on redemption and eternal life, appealed to his spiritual quest. Although Constantine's conversion may have been that of a personal agenda, he still supports the church financially, builds basilicas, promotes Christians to the high office, returns property confiscated during persecutions, and grants privileges to clergy, which were previously only available to pagan priests. He also sponsors the First Council of Nicaea in 325 CE, where Christian bishops can convene to address theological disputes. This council results in the Nicene Creed, a foundational statement of Christian belief that still resonates today. While Constantine claims that he owes his success to the Christian faith, he still remains the Pontifex Maximus, the chief highest priest of the pagan Roman gods, until his death in 337 CE. He is supposedly baptized by Pope Sylvester on his deathbed. After the reign of Constantine, emperors either tolerate or embrace Christianity. It continues to grow in popularity, and in 380 CE, 
the Emperor Theodosius signs the Edict of Thessalonica, making Nicene Christianity the official state religion of the Roman Empire. Later, Theodosius, along with his joint rulers Valentinian II and Gratian, establishes the idea of an equal Holy Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, a keystone of modern-day Christianity. Anyone who does not accept this new orthodoxy is to be punished as the emperor sees fit, with old pagan religions now suppressed and sometimes even persecuted. The religion of Christianity has gone full circle. Not to mention, Theodosius is the last emperor to rule before Rome splits into West and East, meaning this legislation has now reached all Roman Empire territories. But less than a hundred years later, the Roman Empire falls. Many historians debate whether Christianity had a role in the fall of Rome or not. While it's difficult to attribute the fall solely to Christianity, it has been suggested the quick rise and spread of the religion had certain effects that may have contributed to the empire's decline. Christian teachings and values emphasized humility, selflessness, and a focus on the afterlife, which contradicted the traditional Roman values of martial strength, civic duty, and reverence for the state. This change in values could have affected the loyalty of Roman citizens to the empire. After its official acceptance, Christianity gradually gained influence and began to suppress other religions. The destruction or abandonment of traditional pagan temples and practices led to disintegration in some areas of the state. This process may have disrupted the traditional religious and social structures that had provided cohesion within the Roman Empire. In reality, the fall of the Roman Empire was a complex process, influenced by a multitude of factors. But Christianity may have played a role in some aspects, or perhaps it was a resulting outcome. The fascinating history of Christianity is a faith born of religious persecution. In attempting to quell the Jews of their empire, the Romans instead produced a new religion that would eventually eclipse their own. Not only did it infiltrate every corner of the state, it may have also been a contributing factor to its ultimate demise. This is an audio production by Like a Shot Entertainment, presented by Bridget Lappin. Executive Producers, Danny O'Brien and Henry Scott. Story Producer, Maddie Bowers. Assistant Producer, Alice Tudor. Thank you for listening. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, 
We are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.